fighting the good fight against robocalls and telephone scams. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Ian Barlow, Do Not Call Program Coordinator at the Federal Trade Commission. Welcome, Ian. Hi, thanks for having me. So give us a brief summary of the FTC's Do Not Call program. How do you engage the industry and the public? So let me give you an overview of our program and I'll address engaging the industry and public in turn. First and foremost, the Federal Trade Commission is a civil law enforcement agency. So the primary core aspect of our Do Not Call program and our robocall program is enforcing the telemarketing sales rule. That's our rule that prohibits um, abusive and fraudulent calls. So that's the first thing, is enforcing the law. Um, in that area, in do not call and robocall cases, we've brought 145 cases, 129 are complete. These are all cases in federal court, by the way. Um, we don't issue fines, we go into court and obtain judgments. So in those cases, we've collected $124 million. Uh, we've sued 479 corporate defendants, 387 individual defendants. Uh, and of those 145 cases, 129 are complete. Uh, we're very proud of our law enforcement record. We believe it's an unmatched record of litigating to sue and stop robocallers and do not call abusers. Uh, but we know that law enforcement alone is not going to solve this problem. It's a problem that takes more. So we have a long history of also working with industry to try and incentivize development of technological tools to help address robocalls. And we also engage with the public through consumer education, through media outreach to educate consumers. Um, our industry outreach, really in 2012, we had a very innovative idea to begin public challenges, essentially contests with cash prizes for developing call blocking tools. At the time, there were very few call blocking tools available on the market. Uh, in the several years following, we ran a couple more challenges. We did four in total. Uh, two of the winners uh, developed apps that are now on the market. And today there are hundreds of different call blocking solutions available to consumers uh, for mobile phones, for some kinds of landline phones, and it's a rich, mature um, industry. Now, do we believe that we are the sole reason for that? Of course not. But we do believe our cash prize contest really helped incentivize the development. Uh, we continued supporting the call blocking industry in 2017 by making lots of uh, extra data available for them to use. So we have a long history of engaging with industry to help the robocall problem. And then on um, you know, educating the public is another key aspect. We just launched a new website that makes even more data available. It's our Tableau Public, and it gives a rich source of data available to the public. Um, and we also have extensive consumer education information available at ftc.gov slash calls. That's ftc.gov slash calls for consumer education information. So we take that three-prong approach. The three prongs are law enforcement, uh, working with industry, and also educating consumers. That's an overview of our um, general outline of our robocall and do not call enforcement program. You mentioned some pretty impressive numbers working with law enforcement. How do you go about engaging uh, law enforcement? Well, we are law enforcement. We don't engage law enforcement. We are a civil law enforcement agency. 
we actually bring the cases ourselves. I'm the lead litigation counsel in many robocall and do not call cases. Um, we also do partner with other agencies in some instances. Uh, in our last massive uh, robocall uh, sweep or law enforcement coordinated action, we did have 25 state and federal partners, but uh, a big percentage of the cases are brought by us. We investigate, we sue, we get judgments, and we enforce the judgments. You mentioned uh, a refund program. The FTC administers uh, a refund program for consumers who are scammed by illegal telemarketing operations. What is that money? Where does that money come from? And how much do you pay out a year? So uh, I don't have the statistics year by year, but I can tell you through our total of do not call and robocall cases, we've returned to victims of the scam roughly uh, $72 million. Okay, um, now this is in a subsection of our robocall cases where the robocalls involve a fraud. So this isn't Dish Network trying to sell you a satellite dish that really works. This is more like um, uh, offering you credit card rate reduction services that don't actually exist and there is no product. The consumers pay the money and never get anything. We bring those cases in federal court. We ask the judge to appoint a receiver, to issue a temporary restraining order, to freeze the bank accounts and preserve all the assets so that at the end of the case when we win, we can um, provide what we call consumer redress, give the money back to the consumers. Uh, that money is on a case-by-case -case basis depending upon how much the scammers uh, took in that case and how much the consumers lost. And we administer that redress uh, through the receivership and that money goes back directly to the consumers. Some of our other cases that involve just abusive calls, not fraudulent, where it's violating your privacy rights, but the consumers don't lose money. In those cases, the money we collect goes to the treasury. Uh, but we're very proud of the work we do to return money to the victims of scams. And you should be. To, yeah. to what degree does an individual complaint help in the grand scheme of, of stamping out illegal calls? Uh, I'm really glad you asked. It's an important aspect of our program. So consumer complaints are some of the most important data we get in helping us um, identify which are the most important bad actors to target. So we get on average 5 million complaints per year about abusive unwanted calls. Um, it's about 15,000 per day. So we get a ton and every single one of those is helpful. The more data we have, the better, and the more we can get a complete picture of what's going on. Consumers can just go to do not call.gov to file a complaint. It's not a complicated process. It's do not call.gov. And the more information we get, the better. Does the robocall program just come down to a technological cat and mouse game? I mean, will, will one side always find a way to outdo the other? Or is the technology solution, or is there a t technology solution possible? So, I don't know that we will ever end robocalls because it's an efficient, inexpensive way for fraudsters to reach potential victims and for even legitimate companies to reach potential customers, you know, even if it's through an abusive, unwanted means. But I think we are going to see a reduction. Um, there are tools on the market that are becoming more prevalent. 
there is call authentication technology on the horizon that will help restore trust in caller ID numbers. They call that protocol stir shaken. It's a protocol through which the caller ID is verified. So on your phone, when you answer, you will see whether the person calling you has permission to use that caller ID number or not. That's gonna help restore trust in the caller ID network. Um, additionally, there are, uh, the FCC recently authorized telecom companies to engage in more um, blocking on their own. Um, that's not consumers downloading an app. That's the actual telecom carriers now having author authority to block more calls at the network level. So we think you're gonna see a reduction. We think these are gonna help. And of course, we're gonna continue our strong law enforcement. What are the most effective steps that consumers can take to reduce the number of unwanted calls they receive? Sure, so uh, it's pretty simple. Number one, uh, do not engage with an illegal robocall or an illegal call to your number on the do not call list. So what that means is, if you see a caller ID number you don't recognize, don't answer it. Um, of course, if you're expecting an important call and you have to, go ahead and answer. But the minute you know it's an illegal call, just hang up. Don't engage, don't try and waste their time to get back at them. That actually makes it more likely you'll get more calls. Um, the second is register for do not call.gov. Go to do not call.gov and register. Uh, this will block, this will stop calls from companies that comply. So the companies that want to comply with telemarketing laws will stop calling you once you register. But it also tells you if the company, if you're still getting a call, you know they are illegal and you know there's somebody you don't want to do business with. So it's a good signal to you that's somebody who's calling me in violation of the telemarketing laws. So number two is register. And then number three is report. As I said earlier, go to do not call.gov, uh, report unwanted calls. Uh, the more data we have, the better. And then the fourth thing is consider a call blocking solution. In the App Store, there are hundreds of uh, available for consumers. For home phones, you can check with your home phone provider. There are many available, particularly for home phones that work on VoIP. So those are the four recommended steps. Just to sum it up, uh, basically it's hang up and don't engage. Second, um, you report the calls to us at do not call.gov. Third, uh, register at do not call.gov. And fourth, consider a call blocking solution. Ian Barlow, Do Not Call Program Coordinator at the Federal Trade Commission. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing and trying to stamp this out. If somebody wants to connect with you, how can they do that? So uh, the best thing to do for more information is go to ftc.gov slash calls um, and they can get all the information they need there. That's really the best step for consumers to have the information they need. Thanks again, Ian. And if you guys want to find more of my interviews, you can do that right here or go to tonyahall.net. Thanks, Ian.